Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode seven of Into It. I am Sal. And I'm Lyndon. (laughs) And this is going to be a special episode dedicated to what? 10 years of one direction. There we go. We even got guests coming in. We do. We have special guests coming in. Um, But just in case you're not necessarily a One Direction fan, do not worry. I'm not a One Direction fan myself. So I'm just learning about them. I just started listening to their music this week. So we're going to all collectively have some fun, fans or not. Period. But... (laughs) But Period. fans are going to have a great time. <laughs> yes. And just to include our typical nonsense, we're going to have hot topics, but condensed down um, in the beginning, which is now. Um, so do you just want to like dive right in? Yeah, period. Let's Get go. Get right into it. All right. So this I literally just found out. Did you hear that Nicki Minaj is pregnant? I went on Instagram 30 seconds ago and just saw it. <laughs> She posted this thing on Instagram that literally just said preggers. And <laughs> me, if I ever have a pregnancy <laughs> announcement. Did you Ooh. know she was married? I knew she was married because it's like her husband is. Mm, yeah. Okay. So allegedly um, he failed to register as a sex offender. I don't know the details. Me either. We don't need to get into it right now. But um, this is One Direction's day. We don't need to get into it. Congratulations to Nikki. I feel like this is just new news that we had to quickly throw out there. Um, In other news, the Chicks released their full album, Gaslighter. Have you been listening? The whole? Okay. I didn't know. The entire album. Okay. I know you told me to listen to it. I have not had the chance to listen to it. I'm sorry. This album has me feeling... Like a soccer mom in her 40s who just got a divorce and is left with two kids. So what I'm hearing is my dream. So I will be listening yes! to it tonight. Tonight. I literally went to Target the other day, got my limited exclusive magenta vinyl press. You I got a vinyl press? Yes, I got I it on vinyl it. already. No, it was exclusive. Listen, this album is so freaking good. They are back and better than ever. If you thought the single Gaslighter was good, just freaking wait. Natalie okay. Maines, this woman, drags <laughs> her husband, her ex-husband, to filth. We'd love to see it. We truly She blasts off. And it was funny because I was watching interviews and apparently she is not legally allowed to comment about their divorce or anything mm. in any sort of interview really? or whatnot but she can damn well write about it Period. and she did <laughs> yeah, tights on my boat and then like not say their name so like you don't even you can't even like for sure be like this is about our marriage she can just be like listen i just wrote a song exactly so many songs about killing husbands and her husband's still breathing you know like i mean do you remember goodbye earl Yep. (laughs) (laughs) You know, my ass at like five years old was like screaming that in the backseat of the car. My mom was a huge Dixie Fix or the Chicks fan, but back then Dixie Chicks. Mm -hmm. And um, I've grown up with them. So I am so glad that they are making this comeback after like 15 years. It is so, the music is so good. So good and so uplifting and powerful. And you just see... I was hearing people talk about it and a lot of what people are saying is that we really don't have artists like in their forties that are moms coming out with music that's talking about this sort of stuff. And you it's know? probably 
is also too like a lot of them if they're famous in their 40s most of the time they're famous in like their 20s and 30s constantly touring constantly writing music and stuff that like once they you know maybe get married have some kids settle down they're just kind of like all right now leave me alone like you know exactly they were in the limelight for so long so it makes sense but i know there's been a big comeback especially of women like close to like end of 40s 50s like coming out with new music or stuff like that or just like for going sure. on tour for i mean like mariah carey like you know like <laughs> but i feel like she's always been around and these women just like, like went away yeah they're at a totally different stage in their life and they've always been outspoken i mean yeah. all that shit with bush back in the day when they oh i mean God. they were pretty much the first person to get necessarily canceled on the internet yeah but they like never backed down. They stuck to their word because <laughs> lo and behold, they were right about they what they right. said. And <laughs> I think they were right about a lot of things. And in general, it's just awesome to see three powerful women speaking their minds. You know, people that say shut up and sing, get the fuck out of here. They're going to sing and they're going to tell you what's on their minds. And I am all about that. I'm so very, um, very go listen to gaslighter it is so freaking good. i just love how they named the album gaslighter like they really oh it. they did they, they did really and when i it. tell you every song talks about this divorce like almost every single song if not that it's like some empowering message like march march that single that they had about like george floyd and then like the march for your lives movement mm-hmm. that it was like written about so Go the chicks. We love you. Keep streaming. I know I am. <laughs> I will be too. <laughs> yes. Um. Now our next story. Did you watch Tiger King? Yes. Of course okay. I did. You know I that love that. That feels too. like a decade ago. Does it not? Because that was like the beginning of this year. Before it was like the beginning Corona. of quarantine. No, it was like right at the beginning. That's See, you do, it's, it seems like it's that long ago. Everything I was like, together. it really is. And I was even struggling to remember like who the cast members were and what even happened. Um, but apparently Carol Baskin is on Cameo and <laughs> she made a Cameo covering uh, In the Club by 50 Cent. And <laughs> just talk, like talking on Cameo for a video. Do you know what Cameo is? No. So Cameo is basically all these like d-list celebrities let's let's be honest um are doing like shout out videos so it's like a 30 second shout out video that you can pay for and people charge like an arm and a leg i don't know how you people put up money for this hers is running at like 299 dollars right oh now. my god yeah for like a 30 second clip um <laughs> but i just thought it was funny because 50 cent called it and i quote magic <laughs> And um, Cardi B retweeted the cameo and she said, wait a damn minute, you better not be plotting on me. (laughs) She does not want her cover in Bodak Yellow. Truly, she does not. Nope. Because we know that there's like speculation that Carol Baskin like killed her husband and fed tigers. Do you think she did? Yeah. (laughs) I do. I do. And also I think they set up Joe Tiger. Easy. set up? Like... His whole prison sentence. Mm. I think it's just like, I don't know. I don't know if she did it. Obviously, all the evidence points to like she did do it. 
Yeah. But I don't know if she, I think, I mean, it would make sense. It, it would make I the could most see, sense. I could see it both sides. I think it's just the fact of like her daughter-in-law's like hate her so much. True. That I'm kind yeah. of like, mm. And also, you know, Joe Tiger was like very, I mean, he wasn't afraid to say, you know, I'm going to kill and shoot Carol Baskin. Which was but, a mess in and of itself. Exactly. So they could easily use that against him. But oh, I don't yeah. think he was actually going to act upon it. No, 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 no. I don't so know. So that's why. I mean, because he sent I, that one guy over, but that guy was like, mm, I'm not oh, going anywhere. And he like that, disappeared <laughs> for a few days. And he's like taking the guy without back the leg. his like commentary. And I'm like, what's happening here? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, I remember. That show. Wow, I really binged this, didn't I? I need to go back and watch that. That was just such a moment. Oh my god, I love how Cardi B was like, "You better not." She was like, (laughs) "Don't even get me started." So this next story, um, I'm kind of not surprised because we've heard things about this host. Who is it? In like the past year, that's been kind of sketchy. Who is it? But um, this kind of flips the story around. So former employees of the Ellen Show, yep, um, are talking about the toxic work culture. Did you mm-hmm. hear about this? The BuzzFeed so, article. I didn't read the BuzzFeed article, but I've heard of it. But I've also heard, obviously, multiple times and times again, that just like working for Ellen is considered to be not fun. Yeah, and um, they're coming out and speaking anonymously and they're saying that, you know, the show's producers are really to blame. Mm. Um, and since Ellen's name is on the show, they're like, come on, you need to speak up against this. You need to take more responsibility. Um, so one of them said, um, whenever I brought, they said, and I quote, whenever I brought up an issue to my white male boss, he would bring up some random story about some random black friend that he had and how they managed to get over stuff. He would use his black friend as some way to say, I understand your struggle, but it was all performative bullshit, which I feel like happens so often. You have that person that's like, oh, well, my black friend said, and it's like, please do not use your token black friend to excuse one. Exactly. Your racist behavior. Yeah. And, um. There, yeah, there's so many different complaints coming out. Another person said that they took medical leave for a one month to uh, check into a mental facility mm-hmm. um, because they contemplated suicide. And um, when they returned, they were told that their position was eliminated. Eliminated? Yeah. And just time and time again, there are a bunch of stories. I highly recommend reading this article. They're just talking about how toxic this environment is and how they're made to believe that it's not. Mm-hmm. And um, the executives and senior managers are pretty much, you know, this is Ellen. This is as good as it's going to get. This is the best job you could ever get. Which Our is name like, says it all. Wait, workers. I know that's also a common thing with like some like luxury brands where they're kind of like, oh, you work for so-and-so brands so like they're gonna make their workers go out like 120 percent constantly and underpay them it's like they have that name attached with their like job position so and i've also heard about this too with like other not like really daytime tv show hosts but i have friends that have like interned at different like late night talk show hosts and stuff like that and like after working in that culture they're like never again or like they don't really like that specific like 
show host because of the environment and stuff like that. So all of the stuff that you're saying, I wholeheartedly believe because some of the stories that my friends had when they were unpaid interns, mm-hmm. this checks out. And I can't even imagine how quick they are to like, like you said, like eliminate positions and things like that for people that are paid. Exactly. And I don't want to excuse this, but I can see how in a way Ellen could be, you know, scared to speak up against this because, you know, she may have the pressure from producers and executives to keep her mouth shut as well, which isn't saying that it's right in any way. Um, But I could see how she would be nervous to come out and say something but also at the same time i'm like she has the platform that Mm -hmm. she could just get up and go essentially create her own network like oprah exactly (laughs) i mean she's that big it's not like she's like an up-and-coming like new show host like she's been around for a minute she has such a cult following that like i'm sure if she like spoke out against it or something like probably no matter what the backlash is she'd be able to pick up the pieces and just like keep it pushing for sure and Another quote that um, one of the former employees said was, people focus on rumors about how Ellen is mean and everything like that, but that's not the problem. The issue these three executive producers running the show who are in charge of all these people and who make the culture and are putting out this feeling of bullying and being mean. So I I agree with that. Because we've heard, we've seen awkward interviews with Ellen and I from seeing that, I definitely agree that she probably isn't the most welcoming and inviting person. But um, I think there's bigger fish to fry behind this entire show. Yeah. You know? No, yeah. I believe so, too. Poof. So I just hope something changes. I don't know if Ellen... I wouldn't be... I don't think Ellen's going to speak up. Um, and I, I honestly... I hate to say it. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if nothing comes out of this. Sadly. You know, I hope something does, but yeah, I I hope something does. I really do. But I mean, I have so much power. That's, but I'm glad that people are recognizing how toxic, toxic it is and removing themselves from that situation. Yeah. And I'm kind of glad that they're now at least feel free enough to speak out about it. Even if just like hanging anonymously, like even having the courage to talk with somebody and be like honest about their experiences. Like that's not easy. No, Especially not at too, all. The story of like admitting, like needing a month off for like mental mm-hmm. health. And that's another important thing I will say. Your mental health is important. And I feel like more jobs and more careers should really take mental health into consideration, especially when it comes Definitely. to like benefits packages, um, hours, like the 40 yeah. hour work week, if you have extreme anxiety and depression, baby, it's not happening. It, 40 it, hours. I feel like that's non-existent anymore. It's it, like 50, 60 hours. Exactly. Like, but like when you have like serious like mental health conditions with yeah. people do, especially like millennials and Gen Z's. Everyone, like Everyone. Everyone has some degree, you know. Exactly. Like it needs to be more of a thing rather than just like oh, there's your health, but then there's also your mental health. Like, no, mental health is also part of your health and it should be mm-hmm. taken just as seriously. 100%. As a physical injury. So yeah. hopefully this will also help like drive more cultures of like better like mental health and like I said, benefits packages as well and like things of like course. that. And get people like thinking a lot more about things like that too. Yeah. All right. So that pretty much covers everything in terms of time for One Direction. Yes, it is time for One Direction. (laughs) So buckle your seatbelts. Okay. 
we we're going to be back some guests so yes. buckle in <laughs> we'll be back after this hey everyone i hope you're enjoying the show so far we had such a fun time recording this episode if you like what you're listening to make sure to follow us on instagram you can find us at intuit underscore podcast. There you'll be able to find even more content you'll love to hear about. All right, now back to the show. I got into them in 2013. So for me, it's been, what year is it? 2021? No, it's not. It's been Did seven years. 2021, no. honey. Listen, the days are blending together. <laughs> it's together. because you don't understand what an era is. <laughs> That's fucking true. I know, I truly don't. Okay. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Now, this is a special part of the episode. We have a few special guests with us to commemorate the 10-year anniversary of One Direction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I guess let's just go around, introduce ourselves, say how long we've been a fan. I guess I'll start. (laughs) I've been a fan for about like four days. (laughs) started listening to their music thanks to my playlist so you're welcome yes Lyndon, you want to (laughs) go yeah my name is Lyndon. i've been apparently a fake one direction fan for the past seven years of my life they've taken over and my mom is sick of it so that's really all there is to know there we go who's rita hi i'm rita i am a nine-year one direction fan i was a nile girl specifically that's a good like to a lesser extent a nary girl Mm -hmm. Um, i'm very happy to be here and Cole. Hi, my name is Cole. I've been a 1D stan for nine years also, um, but I did get into it a little bit later than Rita did. I wasn't I wasn't there for X Factor, so I guess you could say I was fake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't there for X Factor. I was just there pre What Makes You Beautiful. It was that sweet spot. I got like, I got in like right when What Makes You Beautiful came out. So like around that same era. Oh, you um, got in earlier than I did. I was like right when Up All Night came out. We know. Because you Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. Um, I was, I was Why is not 2013? Yeah, wait, did you say 2013? Oh my God. So I've been, in, wait, okay, I've been in One Direction fan for 11 years. Because Up All Night was like 11 August. years? Oh, this is the 10th God. anniversary. Nine years. <laughs> nine years. <laughs> do we need to do this again? No, it's fine. This I think we're good. <laughs> So Cole, we got Cole, and then last but not least, we have Gretchen. Okay, hi everyone. I'm Violet, and I've actually been. I've actually been a one, one Direction fan for seven years because I actually joined in 2013, right before Midnight Memories. I don't know what's talking about, but my timeline is seven years. Yes. Wow. So. To honor One Direction, we have a few different segments that we're going to go through. First off, I have been given a list of songs to listen to. Yes. And I have ranked them. So we're going to go through that. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to dive into each era and talk about conspiracy theories, favorite moments, stuff like that. So without further ado, should we start with my like top? 14 songs i'm mad that it's 14 instead of 10 but let's get it (laughs) well the thing is it was it was hard so okay number 14 i rated it one out of 10 okay and that is na 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 oh (laughs) this (laughs) (laughs) how many songs were you did you listen to 
Lyndon sent me her playlist of songs. My playlist and, is called One Direction's Actually Good Songs. So there's you like, picked Na Na Na. I just think the- it's so generic and just. <laughs> it was like nails on a chalkboard. I'm Something sorry. Good. Something especially horrendous about Na 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 is that I don't even have the studio version. I only have the live at the Apple Music Theater version. <laughs> so it's this horrendous live like rendition and like they scream in the background and there's like a, a live audience and it's 10 times more atrocious, which if you even thought that was possible. Terrifying. That is iconic. So after that, I have magic. Oh, that's oh, a robbery. I'll stop. Wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. I just said. Wait, so out of 10, what did you give it? Out of 10, what did you give it? Give it like a four. What? Ew. I said this. No, you're going to jail. <laughs> it sounds like a bad big time rush song. No, don't big time rush doesn't have bad songs. One. Yeah, what the fuck? First of all. Two. Second of all, don't ever compare One Direction to Big Time Rush. That is a sensitive, sensitive topic. I, there are definite One Direction songs that deserve lower rankings than that, and I cannot believe the slander. <laughs> like Magic is one of the best. The list that I, I was can't believe given. you would stab me in the chest like that. Magic is okay, beautiful well, let- because of how shiny and bright and upbeat it is. It's one yes. of the most <laughs> fun One Direction songs that exists. So much fun. Ever. Oh my god. Maybe I just it's don't It's so high fun. energy. You can't help but thrash. I think it's just because you don't know them like we know them. Also keep in mind, yeah, I've listened to these songs maybe once or twice through Tops. So this is just like an initial... <laughs> I'm like quite curious. I'm quite curious what could have made it above magic. (laughs) Yeah. I'm scared what made it above magic, but continue. So after that, we have Happily, which is good. Wait, that's that's a robbery. Not not my favorite. A little too cheesy. I think it's like my number two. Happily is definitely in like like my top ten. We're just going to pretend like you didn't say that. So continue. <laughs> okay. So next I have end of the day, which has grown on me. Okay. I like it. Okay. A bold okay. tempo change between verse and chorus. Like One Direction has never done yeah. anything like that. Literally. They're mine. Rita, it's a little disconcerting that you can like actually analyze this music because to me, <laughs> it's just like good. Louis hits like, a high B and we've never heard like, I don't even know what a tempo note. is. It's just Oh my god, it's how fast feeling. it goes. Violet. It slows down in the chorus, Violet. I understand that, but like it's not about that. It's just about how much the I want to cry. Yeah. It is because One Direction were never musicians. No. And they, they never did anything be. technical. They never did anything that wasn't a 4-4 four, four measure. They have two songs that change keys including one cover. So one of their actual songs changes keys. They just never do anything that complex. So it was exciting like to criticism. see them grow and take a chance. Yeah. I'm, I'm mad that the cover that changes keys is their X Factor leaked single, which yeah. was Forever Young. It's the first thing they ever recorded in 2010. Was that leaked? Yeah, no, that was leaked. They never officially like released it. Because the winner released it and they got third. No, there's not a video. You watched a fan cam. Okay, that's not a real term in terms of One Direction. I'm not. It even wasn't, we didn't have a term for fan cam, and we didn't even have a thing that was fan cams. You'd just have to watch the same music video six times, one for every. I boy, swore there was a black the and white picture. I yeah. swore there was a black and white 
music video for that song. For no, I know exactly what you're talking about. It wasn't a music video. And it was like you're the entire about, like, cast. The, you're thinking about like the pictures of like them and like the the sepia tones. <laughs> no, I thought it was like I don't know why I thought it was like a we are the world kind of thing where they have the whole we are not comparing no. No, we are the world you're thinking about one of the opening numbers of X Factor where they all yes. sang a song together but I don't think it was forever young but it was something it's like not. in that wheelhouse mm. okay well one day I'll find it and you'll all be sorry okay so moving forward we have strong oh oh what number is this nine this is ten whoa i'm scared i can't believe strong got above happily and magic yeah 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 it's i I think think it's definitely happily ushered in the era of acoustic folk rock for one direction and for the world yeah for the world and this is why i don't know their roots Strong so is also a lot more important if you're a Larry. But if you're not a Larry, yes. I know how it could mean less to you. Strong, Dead home, don't forget where you belong. All of them. Actually, fuck, <laughs> don't forget where you belong. Don't forget where you belong was written by Niall and McFly. That is not a part you're of the thinking? Larry narrative. The narrative. I thought it was. The Wait, so no, can there's... we explain what this Larry we'll narrative Larry is? Larry during the eras. We will get into it's... Larry. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's true. Okay. All right, so moving forward to number nine, we have wolves. This is total slander. It's just, yeah, Do you not true. like that song? We, no, we love, love wolves. The fact that we it's number nine. Song. Oh boy! Oh, you right. better watch it back. I open. I really should. I can't wait to hear what you think is good. Next three, <laughs> I kind of like want to combine into one because okay, they're all so this kind would of be the like same eight, for me. Seven and six. It took me yes. a lot to get those numbers from nine. It's all good. So <laughs> we have eight walking in the wind, seven <laughs> fireproof. And six. <laughs> six. Fucking sucks. No, fireproof is good. We'll talk about this later. Did you just say fireproof sucks? Yes. Fireproof is a mint julep on a porch at 4 p.m. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. I can't Sorry. believe fireproof was ranked above magic. Like, are you kidding? What What's is your what, ca- what beef do you have with uh fireproof? Number six was fool's gold. <gasps> That's okay. an also oh. in my top five. Fool's Gold is easily in my top three. Easily. So is this mostly, the songs in this playlist, are these mostly the ones that you think are the best? These are mostly the songs that I think if you're not a One Direction fan, you can get behind. Okay, so not like ranking the best. No, because like a lot of people, if you're not a fan of One Direction, you're not going to understand the taste that the Up All Night album has. You know what I mean? So a lot of this playlist is like Midnight Mems, 4, and Made in the AM because those are the ones that like non-1D people like Mm-hmm. tend okay. to also be able to become a fan of if sure. that makes sense that's true fully up all night slander <laughs> okay so number five i feel like i'm gonna be dragged so much you're this. gonna be dragged i already know what you're gonna say and you're gonna be dragged best song ever oh Above that's not what i all of those songs <laughs> oh my god <laughs> 
I just feel like I put it there because I know it the most well. Like I know it from like back in the day. So that's why it's so high up. Back in the day. You're going to jail. (laughs) So I guess it makes sense. I have literally nothing to say to you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. So four. I have what makes you beautiful. Again, I'm going to be dragged. I know. You're invalidated already. Invalidated. I feel like it's not, I'm not dragging you for lack of taste. I would like to drag you like for ignorance, but I feel like it's Lyndon's fault for giving you a poor selection. <laughs> that that song was not on her list. Yeah, no, so what makes you beautiful that was not on all that me. List. Oh, this is a write-in? This is a write-in <laughs> and it's still <laughs> I just like can't believe that you listened to like Magic and Happily and you were like, hmm, I like what makes you beautiful better. <laughs> Listen, from the start, I really could not vibe with magic. I told Lyndon, I was like, happily, I could see how it's cute, but it's just not not a rager. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. <laughs> All right. So let's move forward. Number three. I actually really, really enjoy this song. And I feel like I like it because of like Harry's later work, because it kind of sounds like that. Might be drag for that statement again. I don't know. Um, what a feeling. Okay. We love taste. what a we feeling. All love that. Taste. Oh, of taste, course. Taste, taste. No one would drag you for that. Fantastic. You kind of have some redemption arc for having what a feeling be in the top three. <laughs> I just like want to have like the windows down, you know. It's a vibe. But also, I don't think that sounds like Harry's recent work at all. So like maybe adore drag. you, but like not really anything like, else. Slight, a slight drag for that, but also <laughs> like everybody loves what a feeling. That's the Good. one. Good. <laughs> fantastic <laughs> that brings us to number two i'm so scared this one i'm gonna be dragged to filth i don't care i like the sample i always can appreciate a good sample oh god steal my girl i'm gonna let y'all take oh. this one i like steal my girl i think it's one of their better Black, no no Black. no violet you're wrong i think it's good i think well my mom really likes it so like we bond <laughs> over it I don't know. I think it's fun. The journey sample. Wait, what journey sample? What did they sample? Faithfully. Oh, I never picked up on that. I picked up on like two other classic rock samples that they've done, but not that one. Had they sampled the Glee version of Faithfully, it might have been a stronger. (laughs) (laughs) That is so specific. Wow. But that's a conversation for another day. (laughs) On your Glee episode, we can talk about that. Fantastic. What's the number one? I'm Are we really ready to scared. hear number one? Okay. I mean, Lyndon, how do you not know this by now? I Anyways. I thought you were going to say steal my girl for number one. No, 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 no. Okay. I would. Oh, Great yes. Choice. Great, choice. Great choice. Oh, that's 100% a number yeah. one oh, material. Yeah. Sure to get the party started and keep it going, period. Exactly. <laughs> Is that your playlist? Yeah, just I would like 75 times or something along those lines. That is You mentioned this iconic. on the last episode that I had a friend that was had I would and the playlist was called Sure to Keep Get the Party Started and Keep It Going. But I didn't know whose playlist it was. So thank you, Violet. Yeah, for it's called hundred percent sure to get the party started and keep it going. And it's about oh, I could scroll for a minute and it's only two hundred and fifty three songs, fourteen hours and thirteen minutes of I would. Fourteen <laughs> hours. Yes. <laughs> Was Fool's Gold and Through the Dark on this playlist? 
Through the Dark, I'm pretty sure, is the first song in this playlist, and Fool's Gold is definitely on this playlist, yes. All right, so then that's Fool's Gold and Through the Dark Slander. What about Fireproof? Fireproof is also on the playlist. That was number yes. seven. It's just like, oh, well, I was, I was out. How is your opinion? Like, Through the Dark is God tier on like <laughs> songs that they have, and the Absolutely. fact that it's not even on your fucking list, I'm mm-hmm. like offended. I am exacerbated like i just don't even know like how to how to go on with my life right now it just I'm, didn't do anything for me i'm really hurt no. because i should have kissed you is not on this list exactly whoa that's but... another good point i could uh, where was I olivia so at all olivia is also on that playlist listen wow. okay <laughs> that's my probably number one olivia is cute for a little olivia? beatles moment but it's like all right this isn't like anything but the Solid range you're mind. going to hell <laughs> you think you think that olivia is not solid but what makes you beautiful is in your top five <laughs> like what kind of fucking opinion drag me to filth oh my god but, um, also not on this list what'd you What's say that? drag me down should oh, it yeah. be on the list well speaking of I'm not gonna say yeah, that. I don't I just that, was that wasn't on the it's playlist. I forgot time. about that one. There's a reason why it wasn't on the playlist. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I like Drag Me Down as a video, but That's I'm I incorrect. Like, what? I don't, I don't really video. go looking for it. You like the first three seconds of Harry saying I've got fire for a heart. Yeah. <laughs> you don't watch the rest of the video. I sometimes do, maybe like once a year. <laughs> It's only oh been out for like three years. So you've yeah. seen it twice? Actually, been out yeah. for almost five years. No fucking. No. Let's not talk no, about no, that. No, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> Time is already not real. Team. No! <laughs> Let's move on. But, but yeah. um, anyways, that is my collective list. Wow. And it was wrong, uh, but <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Drag me. It's okay. It's okay. Um, Drag Me Down should have been on there. And what was that one that Niall sings that you said I should have kissed you or whatever? What do you mean that is it Niall, Niall that sings that? No, I should have kissed you is all of them except for like Niall and Louie. Oh, so Because the first album is only like Harry, Zane, and Liam for some reason. Also, I don't even know what Louie or Liam's voices sound like so I, I just can't. Keep Louis listening and like you will. <laughs> no, keep listening and you will. Alright, right. I will. Yeah. Alrighty, that concludes my uh, ranking of the songs and my um, slander oh for it. God. And uh, <laughs> we'll be back with uh, more conspiracy theories and favorite moments. Conspiracy so, welcome back, everyone. This next segment, we're literally just going to go through all of the eras of One Direction. I'm probably going to cry a little bit. And we're just going to talk about all the iconic moments and conspiracy theories that started during that era. Mm-hmm. So the first one we're going to start off with is X Factor, Lord in Heaven, the outfits. But that's besides the point. Do you want me to start with like my two things? Because we're each coming with like one to two things that like we found iconic at the moment. Sure. So I'll start. My two big things were 
first, which is a really big obvious one during the finale of X Factor, I don't even know who won that season. But whoever won, Harry whispered into his ear and like the cameras picked it up and he says, and I quote, think of all the pussy you're going to get. And that started Pussygate. Now, Sal, have you heard of this? (laughs) I have not. So essentially Harry said this and it's like stormed the internet. Everyone was talking about it. Harry tried to cover it up in an interview. I think it was like Alan Carr or something like that. He tried to cover it up and be like, you know, because he like wanted to buy his mom a cat or something like that. But that was, I don't, yeah. That was essentially the whole, there's really nothing more in that conspiracy video. Like we all know, like he literally said, think of all the pussy you're going to get. And he was at most 16 years old at the time. Um, And then the second one for me, there's actually a clip of it on like X Factor's YouTube channel, but it's specifically when Harry was like talking and flirting with a lot of the girl contestants, including Jade of The Little Mix. I'm going to stop you right there, Lyndon, because Little mm-hmm. Mix was on the next season of The X Factor. That's what I was going to say. This is from Up All Night era, not X Factor era. No, 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 oh, anyway. no, 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 you're wrong because Jade was on Tell the same season of X Factor as One Direction was. By herself? By herself. What? Yes. Is this yes, the she truth? was on. This is truth. This is I think that's a conspiracy team. theory. No, <laughs> no I, I think I do remember all, that. I will send you all the video. Jade was on X Factor by herself the season before Little Mix became a thing on the X Factor. And Harry was talking to a bunch of girls, including her, and they exposed him for it on camera. I do. It was incredible. It. It's one of my favorite moments. But yeah, wow. They exposed him for what? Because, like, I think one of the, like, hosts realized, like, that he was talking to so many girls. And then, like, what I think she was talking with one girl about it. And one girl was like, yeah, like, I'm talking with Harry. And then another girl overheard and was like, no, I'm also talking with Harry. And Jade's like, I'm talking to Harry. And they all, like, cornered Harry. And- oh, my God. <laughs> no, it was a thing. I she have was, to like, find scheming. He was scheming. What they it's didn't so know funny. is that, like, I was talking to Harry. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, those are my two things. I don't know who wants to take the floor next. Oh God, Rita, yours is. Yeah, I'll go next. Yours is a crime. Um, also, I want to just drop in here. This isn't on my list, but it's not on anybody else's list either. Mm-hmm. Harry at the time, at age seventeen, was dating. Uh, the I was late... just thinking the same thing. Caroline Flack, the late Caroline Flack. Um, yes. thirty-two. Her passing was very tragic, but she was yeah. thirty-two years old. At I thought the she was thirty-one, which isn't a big difference. But it's I thought really it was like seventeen. Wait, they were. He was seventeen years old dating this thirty-one-year-old. Yeah. Supposedly, yes. we were I mean, fourteen, so we didn't understand the extent. I feel like we understood. That. We knew it was crazy, but we didn't fully understand as children how I also it was. Didn't believe that it was true. Because I was Larry out the gate. (laughs) (laughs) The irony of Liam also dating and having a child with, like, another old woman from X Factor. And Liam's baby mama was one of the judges of his first audition, I think, the the season before he was on the X Factor with One Direction. Because Liam also did what Jane did. Two seasons before, yeah. I didn't didn't mean to correct you, like, pedantically, but, like, that makes a difference because he was... 14 years old when they met and they had a kid together is what like 25 i mean they weren't like they didn't have a relationship the entire time 
Gross. We know no. They got yeah. a separate relationship ten years later. Yes. Yeah, so weird. Mm-hmm. But my second thing um, was <laughs> a specific moment from the video diaries that One Direction did every week of the X Factor. Take they would back. sit in this staircase. So mm-hmm. the fans called them the boys on the stairs. And there was a lot of from the bottom of the stairs to the top of the charts discourse <laughs> yes. on Tumblr. I um, love those edits. <laughs> but Louie, in one um, of the little interview question things they were doing, that was like, what do you look for in a girl? Or what do you like in a girl? And he just being a silly random boy XD in 2010 said, I like girls who eat carrots. And they were like, <laughs> you're so funny. And then the fans rolled with that in the craziest of ways. People would throw carrots at him. People would dress as carrots <gasps> for him. Carrot they were sent so many carrots that Louis said jokingly in a later interview, I also like girls who like Lamborghinis. And then somebody actually sent them like little <laughs> toy remote control Lamborghinis, which is very cute. But since then, not only did the carrot thing blow up in its time, but the carrot thing also blew up way after its time as a sort of like introductory inside joke in the fandom. So people who were getting into One Direction way later than like the majority of their fan base latched onto the carrot thing that the quote real fans or like the established fans were already years past and Mm -hmm. so the word carrot became a word for a really new like fake fan it was like a derogatory word that is so complex out of here carrot (laughs) oh my god Are you like an anthropologist of like one direction? Yeah, we all are. We are. (laughs) The word directionator was also the same thing because like the established term was directioner. And so new people who didn't know information just like made up a new one that was directionator. So it was like, you don't know what it is. You're fake. You don't know things. You haven't been around a (laughs) lot. Something like that. That's like, how much of a 1D fan are you? It would always be like, what are the names of One Direction fans? And it would only be directioner and directionator. (laughs) And like, that's how you would know if you were a true fan or not. Somebody called me a directionator when I was 15. And I actually thought I wouldn't get past it. (laughs) (laughs) It was the concept that if you were a real fan and not a directionator, you couldn't pick a favorite. And it was like... They're all my favorites. And you would know that if you were a real fan. I'm like, absolutely not. Somebody that I have almost never spoken to in real life went to middle school and high school with me. And she Facebook messaged me out of the blue because I guess I'd posted something about One Direction. This was in like 2011, I think. I think it was during the X Factor era or it may be the Up All Night era. But Mm -hmm. she out of the blue Facebook messaged me and said, hey, what was the first song One Direction performed on the X Factor? And I was like, oh, thank you for asking. Um, you know, wanting information about this band that I like. And I was like, oh, they performed a song called Torn by Natalie Imbruglia. And she goes, congratulations, you're a true directioner. I was like, thank you. I didn't realize I was taking a test from a person I've never spoken to before. When you said the Torn cover, I saw the Toms. I saw the scarves. Oh, I saw no. the shorts. That I, I was just transported to that backyard of the X Factor house. Which Truly, I, think I was. Brings us to Violet. That yeah, I was gonna say. I feel like that segues into my iconic moment, which okay. not a moment, but a character in their story is the sea urchin that Louis 
stepped on and had to yes. subsequently be rushed to the hospital. And that was their plot line for Judge's House is that they didn't know if Louie was going to make it back. Meanwhile, they could have performed exactly the same without him there because I don't even know if he opens his mouth. He does. He oh. pantomimes. He mouths and it's the like, entire song. It's like the scene of them like with with his arms around their shoulders and he's like limping in and they're like, how are you? And he's like, I'm fine. I just I stepped on the sea urchin. And like, why was that? Such a plot line. And why were they on Simon Cowell's so private dramatic. beach? Oh my god. I'm texting the image of the performance to Sal as we speak. So that Sal, you I can just like truly yeah. understand. I'm just picturing like a loosely a loosely draped scarf. Like that's the only image I have the in my head of, of X knees. Factor. Maybe yeah. the scarf comes down to Harry's knees. All of their shirts are open. <laughs> it is. And they're is... all wearing like sweat oh. Bermuda shorts. Like What oh, are like Zane's god. jeans right now? Yeah, yeah. And maybe the flip flops. Yeah. Louis is wearing the scarves. Wow. The scarves. Well, he the had very stepped on a scarves. sea urchin. How was he gonna put on his top? <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Oh my god! But yeah, that's what we saw, and we said yes. I mean, I feel like that also ties into my point that they genuinely were horrendous performers with absolutely no talent. Not, I mean, that's a little rude. But like, what did we see in them? Bare minimum. What did we see in them? What did That's we a great see in them? Harry Styles. True, but still, like, when you look back, aren't you so embarrassed for them? Like I, yes. I can't even watch any X Factor performance with like without quitting in like ten seconds because it's so overwhelmingly <laughs> embarrassing. I actually watched Total Eclipse of the Heart the other day and I couldn't make it through. Oh I could. For me, it's the Rihanna cover where they change the lyrics. Only boy Wait, in the what world. Rihanna cover? They sing only girl, but they say, I'm going to make you feel like you're the only girl in the world. Oh, yeah, that, that was the change. <laughs> Straight washing. But also, like, this kind of goes into my thing where it's like when they were singing Viva La Vida and, and like, <laughs> Niall's just in the background <laughs> while everybody else is singing. The smile. Like, he's just like, ah. <laughs> Niall is just happy to be there. Zayn oh doesn't God. have emotion, clearly from stage anxiety. Harry's shoulder at God. <laughs> oh my God, but like, Niall is like, with his, he's got the mic in one hand and with his other hand, it's placed like he's <laughs> holding a server's tray and he's doing little pump up motions with it. Oh, it's and so he's cute. Like, ah! And it's so oh much louder God. than the other four just singing. I also want to say, like, something about Niall singing Neo as his audition song is, like, cements him as the best person in One Direction. Oh, absolutely. He actually brought that up recently. He was like, both of my albums have been folk rock. Why did I ever audition for The X Factor with an R&B song? I was 16 years old. With So Sick by Neo. That's just the style. But then he also, like, loved Justin Bieber at the time, too. He was like, I want to yeah. be, like, the next Justin Bieber. And then I remember, like, he hung out with Justin Bieber, and they, like, never hung out again. I'm the Irish Bieber. <laughs> he also dated Selena Gomez. He did. He, did. he also dated, like, Barbara Pavlin. Yeah. Did. Did. Barbara Pavlin, he must have dated her for a week, and she has not stopped appearing in Fix since. He also dated Demi right. Lovato for like two seconds. Like, yeah, but wasn't Demi to... technically dating like her ex, like long term boyfriend? I forget the one that was on that '70s show. Like my while she was theoretically Lovato. dating Niall too. Well, apparently Niall's like and Ellie Golding. Like he must be caught up in a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was what that Ed Sheeran song was about. So they say Ooh. the song "Don't." Okay, so 
Sal, there's a conspiracy theory that Ed Sheeran's song Don't. Do you know that one? I don't think yes. it's a conspiracy yes. theory. I think it's like just true. <laughs> well, I mean, nobody's ever confirmed it. I don't, at least I don't think anybody's ever confirmed it. But the theory is that the song was written about Ellie Golding cheating on Ed Sheeran with Niall Horan. And like Ed Sheeran and Niall were like really good friends at the time, too. Uh, I hate to say this, but that kind of makes me happy for Ellie Golding. <laughs> I, I feel like I don't care about Ed Sheeran's feelings at all because he gave us over again and like since then i don't yeah care. i just don't i was listening to a team the other day and i was like why is he singing about this who gave like, him what... the right who gave him the right to sing about who gave him the right to write a team and why was that like his breakout song of all yeah. the songs had written up to that point why was a team the one if somebody wants what to have, tell me that he has a close personal relationship with anyone who has experienced homelessness or sex work or drug addiction then i'll be like okay word but so far, I've not seen that. He was homeless. <laughs> he was homeless like he was couch surfing. But like, it's like a heroin addicted prostitute freezing to like death. I feel, on yeah, that's very sun. different. There's yeah. also yeah. something to be said about the fact that like, being a One Direction fan, you implicitly have to be a fan of like everyone that they come in contact with. So like, if you were a One Direction fan, you had to be a Little Mix fan, and you had to be an Ed Sheeran fan, and you had to listen to that one horrendous Ollie Murr song and Cher oh Lloyd. Cher Lloyd. Swagger Jagger. You had to. with me tonight? Listen, I love Once You Back. Everyone does. We love Once You Back. But where would, where would it be without One Direction fans hyping her up blindly? For just the yeah. sheer fact that there were videos of Cher Lloyd and them like sitting on the couch together. Yeah. During X Factor when they all lived in the same house for like two months straight, like it made sense why they were all friends. Yeah. But everyone was brainwashed to be like, oh, Cher Lloyd's a friend of One Direction. You have to listen to her. Like it was. Yeah. Like that, there's just the sheer power of One Direction to make you be a fan of everybody that they came in contact with. Like. I was an Ed Sheeran fan. I was watching like Ed Sheeran interviews. I never even listened to his music and I was studying up on him. Just for the sheer chance Doing that your I, homework. Perhaps if I got invited backstage, I would be acquainted. With or if like some random person quizzed you about Ed Sheeran, like Rita. That's why we yeah. all shaved for One Direction concerts. Because what if oh you God. get invited backstage? We were all 15, 15 shaving for One D concerts. Uh, I went to the Hershey Park Stadium Take Me Home tour. I was in the middle of that stadium. There is no chance in hell that any of them would have the chance or even the glimpse of me in, like, in any factor. And um, I shaved my whole body. Just I would just case. like to say that I was also at the Hershey Park Take Me Home concert. And I was very close to where their like backstage little house was. And I could like, and I have like pictures of them like walking around back there. Um, and Harry Styles threw a football into the crowd by accident, and then no one would give it back, and he got so upset. But also, <laughs> like, I knew in my heart of hearts that one of them was gonna pick me out because I was so close. I was like, I'm ready. I'm That's ready. That's what you're wearing. Good. Were. Yeah, I got good. I got a good bra on. My pussy shaved. Like, <laughs> they can see me from their little backstage house. Like, it's time for me to lose my virginity to Harry Styles. It's like <laughs> what that was for me. So, I mean, had I been there, I would have thrown the football back, and he would have been so amazed by how perfect my throw was that he spiral. would have yeah. invited me backstage. Like that's. 
That's okay, your name. name. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fucking your name story. A Y N. No, it's not a story. It's true. Shall we uh, close this chapter of X Factor? Please, I'm begging. Yeah, actually, we're already the, moving into other albums. The summation well. of yeah. the X Factor era was that truly, they didn't have a lot of talent, no. but they were really <laughs> okay. fun and really like cute little boys, and so we all loved them. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were all relatable. So we were like, oh my god, these are like boys at my school, except they pay attention to me even though I'm watching them on YouTube at 5 p.m. You and know? they're hot. Were they? We're, yeah. All right. right, should we move on to Up All Night? Yes. Yeah. yeah. This is a little therapeutic. Yeah, no, this is, this is what the like, reunion should really be. It's just a therapy session where we just talk about all of the pains that One Direction brought upon us. I was actually like talking to Harry the other day, and he was telling me like for the reunion. What did he say? What does we he want? want? You guys. Go on. He wants first off, he wants an advanced copy of the podcast because like he's just so charmed by me, an so he wants to know what okay, I have. Yeah. Like. Burn it onto a disc for it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe nobody dropped the link to this podcast for him to be on it. True. Yeah, I, no, I did, I did, but the time zone thing is just really like, hard. He's really caught up. It's yeah. like what? Because I can only talk to him like certain no, hours. Because, yeah, no, he's but... in France now, apparently. France. So it's only nine p.m. It's like yeah. Nine o'clock. Come on. It's like ten. You know that he's up to the early mornings doing coke. <laughs> no. All right. On that note, <laughs> up all night. <laughs> Up all night. Brendan, do you want to start us off? I'll start this off. Okay. Mine is actually really, the first one is really short. I'm going to do two for this one. My first one's really short. So in the song I want, there's a lyric that said, uh, you can be preoccupied different date every night. But then on tour, Harry changed the lyrics to, you can be preoccupied different dick every night. And it was, wow. And we all went wild. (laughs) And I haven't said date since. Now, was this just one show? Every show? No, this was like a few shows, I think. And this was allowed? How old was he? He was like 17, maybe. You know all the moms in that audience were quaking. Oh, yeah. They couldn't tell. We had to listen extra hard to be like, is it going to be the dick one? (laughs) No one knew. Because the girls were screaming screaming but we focused on it a lot and it still oh, sticks sure to me every time i listen to the song i, I still say, say it, it. i like, say it I different day, period but then the big one for me was the song moments as an entity 10 <laughs> out of 10 srirachas but the fact that we all just decided that moments was about suicide <laughs> Well, wasn't that a, isn't Moments Ed Sheeran too? Ed Sheeran, Moments yeah, he was wrote it. written by Ed Sheeran. So it was the first song that Ed Sheeran wrote for One Direction. So me and Rita were actually listening back to it like a few months ago. And we were like, why do we think this is about suicide? This is definitely about like breakup sex. No, because there's a numb in my toes standing close to the Not edge. Enough. I think that's <laughs> what, when he says that I picture the we like a so, Yeah, we all thought he was like jumping out of a window. <laughs> We this really song is about sex. <laughs> this song is about sex, but we all were like, this song is so sad. It touches about suicide. Like, we were 14. It was we were too everything. innocent. We, we were, were no, we were just all so depressed that we were like, finally, <laughs> some fucking flavor. <laughs> <laughs> right. We were all really depressed during Up on My Air. <laughs> but also, at the end of a moment, they like let Ed Sheeran record a little riff. So like you're yeah. listening to the end and they're all riffing and then you're like you're you think it's like Harry or Liam but then they were like no it's Ed Sheeran has a little little riff at the end and I as a kid was like whoa 
amazing. <laughs> so like that was that on moments for me. Wow. Uh, Depressed and Ed Sheeran. Literally. Moments was an era in and of itself, but we all thought it was about suicide, but it's truly about breakup sex. So <laughs> I'm not right, Rita. Uh oh. Oh god, so, Rita. Oh my god, yours are gonna hurt. One Direction kind of became a thing just because of the internet. You know, like yes. the winner of the X Factor gets the record deal. They got third. So they kind of just became popular because they picked up speed on the internet, on Tumblr, like Tumblr. I was just gonna say, like, who are we kidding? Tumblr. Yeah, yeah. Tumblr. Yeah. If Tumblr was never a thing, we would not have One Direction. Absolutely <laughs> not. That's like not even an exaggeration. My like, first Tumblr was a One Direction blog. I purely made mm-hmm. it so that I can just be a, like a One Direction fan blogger. Truly. Same here. <laughs> As they got more popular, you know, with the example of different dick every night, they were quite, you know, cheeky. They were cheeky little lads. They would swear. They would chase girls. And then their, like, management and their label decided to market them for, like, young girls, which, like, makes sense because we were all young girls. But they had them be on an episode of iCarly the best episode of iCarly which was like their their first like official foray into Mm -hmm. America besides the fact that they recorded what makes you beautiful like the music video in LA but they were on iCarly and none of them are actors they all did like theater in high school but none of them are actors so it is horrendous and everybody hated it we all watched it a million times but we all hated it because we were like, that's going to make them too popular. They're going to be too mainstream. It's going to be kids. Look at them. They curse. Why are they putting them on Nickelodeon? But it really Also, was. can we talk about all their hair? Except for Zane. <laughs> no. No, we'll get into that. The quiffs. This is, that's not. Quiffs. <laughs> I would like to um, talk about a conspiracy theory that I personally alone by myself have. And it is mm-hmm. that... <laughs> Okay. Harry Styles changed the way he sang What Makes You Beautiful live because he saw my cover of What Makes You Beautiful in 2011. Let me explain. Yes. So (laughs) I stayed up until five o'clock in the morning because of time zones to hear the premiere of What Makes You Beautiful on the radio. Tumblr exploded, you know? And then I don't think it was that day. I think it was the next day. I I spent the next 36 hours memorizing it and I put up a little cover of it because I was like a little YouTuber when I was 14. I put up a little (laughs) cover of it on YouTube and because the song blew up and everyone was searching for it and listening to it and listening to it, but it's just there's so few search results on YouTube that there were like three covers of it on the internet at that time. And so not only did Savin Katecha, who wrote the song, tweet it, and be like, oh, this is a really good cover of this song. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. But also Danielle Pizer, who was A, a dance factor, dance, dancer on the X Factor. Yeah, dance factor. B, relax. And B, Liam Payne's girlfriend at the time tweeted Long-term it girlfriend. at Liam. Tweeted it at Liam and said, in all caps, love this. And so I was like, oh my God, they watched the video. Because the first time they performed the song, and that was like two days after I posted. So... The first wow. time they performed the song, Harry did the little low part in the last chorus the same way he does it on the recording. But the second time they recorded it, which was, they performed it, which was after they allegedly saw my video, he did that little bridge part the way I do it. 
So I have chosen the reality in which I influenced Harry Styles. Speak your truth. It lines up. I believe it. I truly believe it. Thank you, Lyndon. I hope that Harry comes back and is like, yeah, no, I stole it from you. Like, I want him to at least like <laughs> admit it if he did. Like 30 years from now? Yeah. Some interview but do you think it has me. anything to do with the time that Harry performed it and like was out of breath <laughs> and then looked up Harry Styles shit on like Twitter <laughs> later that day and <laughs> had comments about it? If you guys remember that heart-wrenching yeah, moment the from their original documentary. Why do you oh. hate me? What have I done? That is the gif. Yeah, of him crying. So I feel like that also oh could have contributed God. to it. And like, but also to look up hate of yourself on Google. Why would you type in Harry Styles shit? Like, why is that? That's my own. That's my own speculation of what he said because they bleep out the word yeah, that he I said. I also thought it was shit. Yeah, but maybe it's because like in England they're like he's shit. Yeah. Maybe I cannot I believe that's like heart wrenching. So. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well. I would say, like, my minor thing that defines that era for me is just the fact that their entire stage design was a couch. And, like, they just had a couch on stage, and they were like, this is the image that we are conveying. Like, this is what they are, is a a leather couch. Um, And the fact that they recorded them, like, more than this song. And the couch is, like, not cute. I'm sending you a picture of the couch. It's like like an Abercrombie and Fitch couch, if they made couches. It's like a tufted leather sofa. It makes no sense. And they, and their outfits match. It looked like they were like members of like the House of Anubis. Oh my god! Now House of Anubis. They literally do though. They do. Yeah, it's not it like a little like color palette. They did. It was the red, red and white. Blue. It was dapper. It was. They're also boat. yeah, so spiffy. <laughs> that goes into like. My thing of like their look, which was like Zane's varsity jacket. Like I fully, fully remember being like mm-hmm. in a th- flea market in New York and making my mom buy me a varsity jacket, which is sitting at my parents' house in my closet. So like <laughs> that look. And then also Louis' iconic striped navy and white shirt, yes. t-shirt, and his red like khaki pants and his mm-hmm. top right, right. or his, his like heads. his kids. And I bought white looking... kids and a red and white striped cardigan because Louie wore those things. Yeah. Oh, no, I fully had that fit. <laughs> I bought that I'm fit. I'm pretty sure I had at least, like, nine pairs of Toms as a result of Louis Tomlinson. <laughs> like, I never bought yeah, Toms. No. I thought just they like... were ugly, but I did buy kids and I did buy the red pants, and I did buy the striped shirt, and I went to school like that in my varsity jacket. Okay, whatever. You're going to diss Toms, but I bought nine pairs of Toms for myself and subsequently bought nine pairs nine? for children who needed shoes because that was tom's <laughs> whole gimmick which who knows if they even gave they kids did, shoes, but it actually but destroyed like, the shoemaking industry in those communities but that's not what we're here to talk about Oof. yeah but like i did it for louis <laughs> i feel like that striped shirt though was such a moment yeah the striped shirt was the thing it was our moment it was a moment in Shut time up. Look up One Direction as girls outfit yeah show oh hands God. even though this is a podcast show of of audio hands how many of us bought the r moment perfume i still oh, have it i did and then it spilled everywhere and i hated it so i much. love it i oh literally God. still have it in my room and i use it i have it too that's i love it wait actually maybe i don't have r moment i had one of the was later it that ones moment or was like it three you perfumes i don't remember it was forgetting that that moment even existed we all did they didn't market it oh, God. like liam tweeted about it once and they were like oh yeah we got this other thing 
Also, like, yeah, but I the I commercial for it where they were spying. This is, like, a later thing for me, but, like, they were spying. That was cute. And they, like, went down into, they were, like, stealing things, and they were hung from the ceiling, and they went and stole um, the, the flowers. The perfume bottle or whatever out of yeah. I remember watching like the behind the scenes of the making of the our moment and like Niall like swinging. Yeah. <laughs> like if that even happened, I'm not sure, but That's, I remember. Isn't that it. where the vine comes from? Where the girl yells, "Niall, crack my ass open like that onion." <laughs> yes <laughs> i do not know what you're talking yes, that's about exactly where it comes from <laughs> Rita. Yeah, archives dark archives <laughs> i don't know if this like goes into conspiracies too early but i will say that my favorite part of up all night is the fact that that's the only point in time when larry like was actually a viable thing to believe in i mean I don't so should so. we dissect this now Can, should we take the time about larry yeah. <laughs> i mean is there a time better than <laughs> <laughs> so please explain to me what larry is all about god the fact I mean, that you don't even know is like hurtful larry <laughs> larry is louis and harry dating Duh. fucking loving each other <laughs> whoa no. okay that was it um, Are you kidding? i'm embarrassed that you just said that but i'll keep going okay, well. and i think it it's born out of that they were like visibly very close during like x factor and up all night and they lived together because Harry wasn't even old enough to live on his own, so he had to live okay. with Louis. Because he was like six. Meanwhile, they all lived by themselves. They were sixteen. Yeah, and 19, he was pretty young. Which is kind of a little gross. They knew each other. And like they did, like I mean, they did do some like very suspect things. Like Harry showed up to that one um, meet and greet in like a I Heart Louis shirt or like something along those lines, and like I don't know, there were there were some fishy things that people immediately like grasped onto. And so, what was that like twenty? 11 2010 and then definitely like x factor i mean there found out that they made it to the there ground, are still they jumped into each other's arms i think oh, that yeah, was like true. the beginning of larry because like everyone else is like cheering but like louis and harry like immediately turn to each other yeah. and like hug each other and i just feel like i mean there are still people that are 100 percent certain larry is real like, to this day i'm not gonna now. to this day i'm not gonna contest to that there are people that really believe that louis and harry are still together which can we not talk I, about Cole like she's a not conspiracy here? the other day? Literally, Cole, do you, Cole, be honest. Do you really think that Louis Cole, and Harry are dated right now? Cole. Cole's been real quiet. <laughs> Cole. Cole, blink once if you think Larry's real. <laughs> they would literally do that, Sal. They would go up to, like, oh, what was his name? Their bodyguard? Was his name Paul? Paul. Paul. They would go up to Paul yeah. and be like, Paul, blink if Larry is real. And they'd be like, I, I told Paul kids. to blink three times if Larry was real. And he blinked three times. I counted. So it's real. <laughs> and they oh did that God. they did that one interview in France that like kind of popped off where yeah, I forget even what they said. It was like very romantic. In like 2018, they released the whole interview and it's like very romantic. I remember even watching it and being like, hmm? but then at the same time, I'm like, they could just be lads. Like, I've made out with most people like, that are guest starring on this podcast today. <laughs> like, who really knows? The most convincing piece of Larry evidence is they don't know about us played backwards in which there is secret <laughs> message. Wait, please explain. I mean, if <laughs> you play. If you play They Don't Know About Us, which is an early One it's Direction song about, you know, they don't know. Oh, yeah. It's not even no, it's not. It is. They Don't Know About Us is not from Midnight Memories. It's from Up All Night. No, I mean, it's, it's from not. Taking Home. 
They don't know. Are you it's from no, it's from Take Me Home Yearbook Edition. What? It's not from Yeah, it's from Take Me it Home. It is not from oh. the list. Okay, but besides that. <laughs> what is The lyrics yes. of the song are they don't know about the things we do. They don't know that I love you. I can't remember the words because I'm blanking. I don't know about the but song. I, there's I don't a, know about the I've been waiting all my life, but continue. <laughs> yeah. There's a video on YouTube called like they don't know about us backwards hashtag secret message blah 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 oh my god and they play it backwards and there's there's no viable lines like there's nothing to understand of it like, <laughs> but they do put the lyrics they put the lyrics that they think are being said on the screen and they're so good it's like harry is so in love he needs acceptance like all these fuck you modest like something along the lines modest of like oh nice management. going modest yeah, Modest was their management that suppressed Larry. Yeah, obviously. Everybody That's despised a whole other, like... their management. But but the lyrical content had nothing to do with what what was heard. I mean, the song the song's original lyrics could easily be about a closeted couple because it is a little bit okay. fishy. It's the same thing with Little Mix. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. So my sorry, my my speaker like went out so i was like screaming at my computer this whole time so i wasn't being quiet oh my god i don't think i don't think that larry is still together because there was like a definite time where they broke up where louis had a child no No. i thought you were gonna say when louis tweeted larry's the biggest load of bullshit i've ever heard i think it was a little bit after that but like that's when they got really rocky and like they had like some issues in like the public eye and you could see it and then like then like harry started dating somebody and i forget like it was in the media maybe it was like kendall or before that taylor. or maybe it's taylor it was before he dated kendall kendall's pretty late in the yeah. game i think for yeah, maybe it was taylor some, some basic white girl and but like it was like in the media of him dating her and i was like wow that's him like getting back at him like <laughs> I still, I mean, this might be a conspiracy in and of itself, but I don't think Harry and Taylor Swift ever dated. I don't think so. Either. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I don't like think that was such a weird, like, public outing, like, with his crew in the park, like, very strange. <laughs> so it's kind of like, yeah, I don't, with, with, they don't know about us, it's the same thing as, like, Secret Love Song by Little Mix, which was accidentally given an LGBT award. Because people thought it was a gay anthem. But it's about... But people also oh thought that song was about Larry. Yeah. They were like, Perry and them know One Direction, and they wrote this song about Larry. 